You're listening to Riverview Church Conversations, a podcast for the spiritually curious. Welcome to the Riverview Church Podcast. Thanks for joining us. My name is Reese Michelle, and I am on staff here at Riverview Church. I work in the film area and in production, and I'm with my friend Ryan. Hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Ryan Gagler, and I work here at Riverview. Uh, my role here is the Generations Pastor, so I look after our kids, our youth, and our young adults. And you're an all-round good guy. Thanks, Reese. That's really nice of you to yes, say. You yeah. too. Well, operating the the buttons, yeah, of which there are many. There but, are, but um, but we're not here to to talk about buttons and technical stuff, are we? What what are we here to do today, Ryan? Well, we are beginning a conversation, and uh, this podcast essentially is designed for us to have conversations about things that matter, right? So, faith, life, um, big questions that we have, and we just thought it'd be extremely helpful for both for you and I sitting in the room to have these conversations, but also for those of you who are listening, um, you know, we're aware of the world at the moment. It's in maybe a bit of a strange place, <laughs> uh, a place where we don't necessarily have all the answers. And we thought, man, what better way to do community than to be able to have conversations together? And so we really hope that um, this is something that that blesses you, that encourages you, maybe that stirs something in you as well. And so we would love to have this conversation with you. And we're going to go on a bit of a journey over the coming weeks. We're going to aim to do this um, on a weekly basis. That's but the plan. We'll, we'll see how we go. Um, and we want to have all sorts of different conversations. Um, and as I said, I, you know, I think this is a fantastic opportunity for us to talk about the things that matter, not shy away, not um, you know, bury our heads in the sand and, and not talk about things as maybe sometimes we have done, but just go there. And we don't necessarily have all the answers. We're not necessarily going to provide uh, a roadmap on how to live <laughs> after this podcast. Uh, but we we want to have the conversation with you and we want to uh, figure it out together. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, it's it's crazy times, man. I, even I think about the last three or four days, like in my own household and, and work and stuff, the amount of tough conversations that I've had about all manner of things, um, how I react to what someone says or <laughs> um, parenting, my... Um, what I'm, what I'm doing to look after my mental health. Yeah. Um, what am I doing to help look after the mental health of people on my team? How does my faith come into this? You know, kind of what what are my moral obligations with social distancing at this time? Yeah. You know, I, it's mm. it's a big. My brain is kind of turned to dust with all of these mm. tough conversations, but my first reaction is to shy away from them and be like, you know, what? I really don't want to have this conversation right now. I'd rather just get through the day unscathed. Mm. And have everyone kind of leave me alone, let me kind of do my job and do my family yeah, and not yeah. have to, um, can we deal with this later type yeah, stuff? But yeah. invariably, I've found that by actually doing the opposite of what mm. I want to do, leaning into mm. the conversation, it actually helps my mental health, relieves the pressure um, and ultimately brings understanding. Mm. Yeah, and I'm hoping that this is an immersive space and a safe space to have those kind of conversations you know like all you need to do is is be on social media for for 10 minutes and look in the comments of some sort of thread and you will see that maybe we're not as good at having conversation as we should be um you know i was thinking a little bit about 
for myself and, you know, I, I do love to talk as maybe you, <laughs> you know, but I think we've in some ways lost the art of listening um, and hearing, um, not just listening to be able to prepare what we're going to say next, but listening to the heart and the intention of someone else's words. And I, I really hope that that's um, the space that we're able to create through this podcast. Yeah, it's challenging. I mean, I know like when I'm having a tough conversation, my first, when I, if, I, if I can analyze my listening technique, it's I'm not even listening to the other person, basically. I'm trying to ensure that I'm being listened to. You know? yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, like yeah. I don't even care what they're yeah. saying. Um, it takes me about 10 minutes of the tough conversation to kind of unravel that and actually kind of climb down from my high horse and, mm. and realize that I, I'm not necessarily right. You know, the truth, as we see it, I only see like one kind of one or two facets of the truth, mm. but not the entire yeah, truth diamond that. as I it were, that. you know? Yeah, yeah and, I, and I think that's why today's conversation is essentially conversation. Mm. Uh, you know, throughout this podcast, we're aiming to take on a, a, a bunch of different questions that we have. We want to talk about things like lament. How do we do that in this season? We want to talk about things like anxiety. Uh, we want to ask questions around um you know, a theology of suffering. Like, what does that look like? Um, ask questions like, how do I pass on my faith to my kids when uh, I'm not sure where my faith stands? Um, it's like, how do you explain the resurrection to oh, a four-year-old when you barely understand it yourself? You yeah, know? totally. And so there's lots of conversations that we want to commit to having um, throughout this journey. And we're going to have lots of helpful guests join us for those conversations, people that maybe know a little better than you and I, but um, can help start that conversation with us. But today we thought there'd be no better place to start than having a conversation about conversation. And I know that sounds it's a little very bit, meta. <laughs> it, I know that sounds a little strange, but uh, it, it, this is one of the reasons that I absolutely love our church. You see, Riverview Church is a place where we are committed to, you know, a deep spirituality, to um, coming to know the person of Jesus through the work of the Holy Spirit, for him to be at work in and through our lives. But also we're a place that, that wants to be committed to a robust theology. Um, having brains and using them in a in a sense that's actually going to allow us to serve God in a, in a in a better way and so that's why I'm excited for this podcast is it's a space for us to have moments of wrestle to try and ask big questions to try and figure out bits and pieces and hey I, you know I just hope we might be a little bit better off on the other side because of it and so you know to to maybe start our conversation today about conversations <laughs> I thought I'd kind of just start by asking Reese, and I know I've been thinking a little bit about this for myself. Maybe just tell me a little bit about some of the the conversations that have changed your life, some of the big conversations you have. And, you know, you might need a, a moment to think about that. But we were talking a little earlier about the fact that conversations are the very thing that often move us forward in life. Um, and when you boil it down, often you look back and realize there were a couple of spark moments. And I think conversations are often that. And so do you have anything that comes to mind? Yeah, I mean, like I, I, it's kind of a conversation that happened with different people maybe about five years apart. So, And it was, it's basically around my mental health, which is not, um, well, it's something that has to be managed. Like, I mean, we all have kind of yeah, mental yeah, health is yeah. kind of, it's becoming more and more, we're able to talk about it more and more. But I have a particular struggle with mental health, which... Mm requires a certain level of self-care and mm. care from, you know, professionals. Yeah. But I kind of ground to a halt one day on the work front and it wasn't until um, my friend and boss, 
basically pulled me aside and say, hey, man, like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. What, like, something's not right. What is it? Like, you're, you're not yourself and I'm noticing it and other people are noticing it mm-hmm. and it's, it's becoming evident in your work performance. What, I'm not here to kind of, to crack the whip on the work front. I'm worried for you. Yeah, well, what's going on? Mm-hmm. And that was like traumatic conversation for me. I remember <laughs> like I walked out the back door of work one day and in a, in a big huff and then got a phone call about an hour later from my boss. It was actually Zach who surpassed to here on staff. And yeah, it was, it was a conversation. When I saw the phone ring, I didn't want to have, but half an hour, 45 minutes later, I'm so glad that I did have it. Yeah, well. And it prompted me to um, realize that actually the way I'd been going about my life was not really working for me anymore mm. in terms of looking after myself and, and um, keeping all the plates spinning was, was proving too difficult. I couldn't, mm. I couldn't carry on the way I had been doing. So, yeah, well. And that, that was kind of, that was, and it was painful going to see a counselor and examine some of that stuff. And then true to form, a couple of years later, I thought that I had got it all. I was like, <laughs> yeah, sweet. I know how to d- deal with my mental health. This is great. Um, so fast forward a few years, I'm running a small business and that is a trip just in, in itself and had basically kind of approached some major burnout. And again, my business partners had come to me and said, hey, something's wrong. Mm. We need to, we're worried for you. <laughs> and again, a very unhelpful, like uh, what I thought was unhelpful, I wasn't <laughs> yeah. wanting to talk about it. Yeah. But again, I'm so grateful that I did. Mm. And um yeah, hard conversations that I'm grateful for. I wouldn't really want to have that conversation again right now if I had to, but but I'm really grateful in yeah. my life because if I didn't do it, I would never have gotten the care that I so desperately needed, you know. Mm. Yeah, it's good. And I genuinely believe that conversations as we mentioned earlier are the channel in which we move forward through, you know. We deal with a huge amount of data in our lives, right? So much information coming in and out, but I think it's often the conversations that allow that rubber to hit the road, so to speak. You know, I think about the data you have in your relationships, right? Like so, you know, Renee and I like each other at the start of our relationships and we're dealing with that information, but it's really only until we have a true and honest conversation about where we're at that we're able to act on that. You know, I think about all of the amazing um, lectures that I was able to sit in um, at Bible college and so much data coming at me, but it's almost not until I have the conversations after that it it ingrains itself in my life. And I, I think that's the power of conversations. And I think in in some way, maybe we've lost the art of that a little bit, um, of listening, of hearing, of understanding, um, and allowing the words of others to to speak to us. Sometimes it's the very words of God as well. Yeah. Um, I think there's a, a really profound thing about talking about the stuff that matters. But the challenge is I think in the past, and I know maybe for me growing up in um, maybe more of a charismatic tradition, um, often we just wouldn't talk about the things that are uncomfortable. It's like, you know, if there's something that is risky, let's not talk about it. Yeah. Whereas and maybe I'm swinging too far the other way, but I, I kind of lean into the fact, well, I feel like there's, there's more harm sometimes in not talking about it than talking about it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think about my marriage as well, Bonnie and I, you know, like we've come a, a long way in terms of the ability to um, work through things that plague us. You know, even on our honeymoon, there were some things that came up that are just like, hang on, I <laughs> yeah. didn't think we would be fighting like this yeah, yeah. <laughs> two days into our marriage, you know. 
Um, and if we didn't, I suppose marriage is, is great in one sense because you're forced to kind of, you're not forced to, but you have a great incubator mm. to mm. be able to deal mm. with those things. You know, you can't just up and leave. I mean, yeah, some yeah. people, yeah, you yeah. Know, I mean, you can, but it behooves you to not do that. Yeah. yeah and totally. so um, those are some more tough conversations that I'm grateful that I've had because um, deep down Bonnie has my best interests at heart. Yeah, that's good. And I have her best interests at heart mm. and obviously selfish come, selfish um, agendas come into it when I want to be the boss of a project or she's got hurt feelings or we have a difference of opinion. But, um, mm. but I'm grateful that I do have her in my life because I think I would be a much less mature, much less empathetic person without her inputting in that way in my life, you know? Mm, yeah, it's good. And I think real and honest conversations um, are exposing, so to speak, as well. And I don't think exposure is such a bad thing. I think sometimes we assume being exposed is a really terrible thing, you know, as you were kind of mentioning some of the stories earlier of those moments of going, I don't want to have this conversation. No, because, I mean, so often, like, I mean, I don't know how everyone else feels when they're having a tough conversation, but I just feel like my guts are just laid out on the table yeah, yeah. and everyone's looking at yeah. them going, oh, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, there yeah, and yeah. that's there and oh, that's not so good yeah, and that's, that's not pretty. really not good. Uh, but that's not what people are thinking mm. at all, you know, yeah. in general. And it, it kind of makes me think, right, like I think we often live with the assumption that life is set up in very neat little boxes but I think the reality and, and in light of almost the situation we find ourselves in right now, we very quickly realize that life isn't, doesn't always fit into nice, neat little boxes. And often what happens is the moments and it doesn't fit in our box anymore, we freak out. But I think that's where the, channel, uh, the, the art of having good and healthy conversations comes into play. You know, when life doesn't fit in the boxes in which maybe it once did, that's an opportunity for great, thorough, deep, mm. meaningful conversations. And, you know, right now as I look at the world and what's happening, I would say life doesn't fit in its regular boxes. No, not at all. <laughs> you know, we're, maybe we've painted um, little fake boxes around things that really should never have been there in the first place. But, you know, we find ourselves in a moment where life doesn't fit in the boxes in which we've created. So the question is, you know, like, are we going to just bury our heads in the sand and, and not approach that? Or are we going to talk about it? And are we going to discuss it? Are we going to try and make meaning of it? And, and, you know, I think that's why I really, really, really love Thomas. And I know Thomas in the Bible kind of gets a bit of a bad rap. He's He's held up as doubting Thomas. But, man, for me, he's a guy that's full of wisdom and of faith. And ultimately comes to make some great decisions and wise choices. In fact, I love, I think it's in, in John 20, I think he would probably have one of the first full Christian confessions where he says, my Yahweh, my Elohim, my Lord of the Old Testament, my God right here in front of me. But I, I just love Thomas because for me, he is the guy who embraces the hard conversations. And life doesn't fit into his boxes, but he doesn't just go, oh, well, that's fine. Here's a whole new way. He, he prods at it a little bit. You know, Jesus shows up. Uh, sorry, Peter shows up and says, the Lord Jesus is risen. And he goes, hang on a minute. <laughs> let's, let's talk about this. I want to I get to a, a place of understanding this. Like he wants to arrive at the right place, but he knows deep down inside of him he can't do it unless he sees and he touches. And, you know, for some people, they might look at that and go, well, that's a lack of faith. 
But I just love that Thomas is real about where he's at. And Jesus doesn't deny Thomas. Yes, he will correct him later on, but he actually meets Thomas where he's at. And I don't think Jesus goes, well, you know, come on, man. But he actually comes to Thomas as Thomas needs him. And I just love that Jesus, the risen Jesus, kind of meets us where we're at in the midst of all of these conversations, in the midst of the things where we don't really know how they fit. God actually has a way of drawing near to us. And and that's the way that we need to arrive at that conclusion. Now, of course, Jesus later says to Thomas, man, blessed are those who don't actually need to, you know, wrestle through this. But Thomas, I'm I'm still here and we've wrestled through it. We've talked about it. We've figured this thing out. And for me, that's of great encouragement because maybe I'm a little bit like Thomas. Yeah, there's certainly enough to kind of to wrestle with when in with respect to faith when life is going really well, mm. you know. Mm. I mean, when you put COVID-19 into the equation, yeah. you know, yeah, there's yeah. plenty for us to be boggled with. But it is reassuring to know that actually, you know, we have a great example of wrestling mm. that before us in scripture, you know. Mm. It's not, you don't lose points for wrestling, no, no, you know. No. You're not frowned upon to wrestle with stuff, yeah, you know, and yeah. that's that's a relief, you know. And I, I mean, I'm grateful that, you know, I have people in my life who who I can wrestle some of those things out with. Mm. The temptation in in a broader kind of faith community, at least when you can um, gather on mass, is to adopt a bit of... Um, maybe kind of a group oh, mentality. Like mentality. Like, yeah, 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 where it's yeah, kind yeah. of like, well, totally. we're kind of, we're together and we agree on mm. these things and these are the things that hold us together and I mm. don't want to shake up things too much. So I'm not going to, mm. I'm not going to let too many people know that I think that or mm. that I have this opinion because that might be frowned upon, mm. you know? Yeah, and, and I think that's something we say to our young people actually all the time and maybe some people might think this is unhelpful, but we say doubt is the doorway to discovery. You know, uh, you might find yourself in a place of doubt and for many people they've been told, well, don't ask questions, man. Like just have more faith. And maybe for someone like me, and maybe you're a little different to me, but for me that that's not necessarily helpful because I think Jesus invites us to engage our hearts and our minds, our, a fullness of our being, and he invites us to step into faith. But faith is allegiance, faith is trust, faith is a dependency on him. And for me to be able to trust and depend on him, I actually need to engage both heart and mind. And, you know, that's what I love about conversations. This is an opportunity for us to engage heart and mind, to lean into the spaces of faith. And there will be places where we arrive where we need to go, man, I I don't know. Mm. And I can't logically arrive at a conclusion, but I need to trust and, you know, based on the relationship that I have with Christ, I'm at a point where I feel like, you know, at certain times, and maybe that'll be tested over COVID-19, I can get to a place where I go, yeah, I actually do trust you. I don't understand. I don't know the answers. I don't know why this is happening. But Lord Jesus, I, I trust you. But I think that trust is actually advanced and grown as we engage both heart and mind. And that's what I'm excited about. I'm going on this journey together where we both lean into to questions of heart, but lean into questions of, of head as well. Um, you know, so how do we follow Jesus better? How do we act as salt and light in the world, especially the world in which we find ourselves in, in this moment? Um, and, you know, the goal of these conversations should be growth. It should be that we we end up a little bit further along 
than we started and you know, we hope that's the case with with this journey that we go on. Yeah, I like to think that like doubt, questioning, uh, examining, digging deeper. I'd like to think that my faith is not like a house of cards where if I pluck one card out, the whole thing tumbles, mm, you know. Yeah, I'd like to think yeah. that what we're doing is actually adding support to my faith. Mm. You know, I might have questions about this kind of foundation is am I on the right footing? Mm what's going on here and then that adds strength yeah. to it rather than like everything caving in on itself. Mm. So uh, I remember the first time that I did examine, um, it was around the topic of the, the the compilation of the New Testament canon and I was ah. like, do I really want to listen to this? Is this going to be helpful? <laughs> and it was amazing. Like it, I found it enlightening and encouraging and um, intriguing and yeah. – um, that's not to say that you should go down every rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah, of, of course. <laughs> but but I remember feeling that fear of, hang on, what's this? Mm. What's how? What's my faith going to look like? What's my trust in Jesus going to look like yeah. on the back end of this? Yeah, and and I'm so glad I did. Yeah, examine and, that. And, and I love that because I, I think the Lord Jesus doesn't want us to have faith like a house of cards. He wants us to have concrete faith. Mm. And in order for us to have concrete faith, like a trust like that we need to have moments of going, hmm, not sure about this, not sure about that. Like if we're just naive about it all, um, it's not helpful either. Now it's not helpful to swing so far the other way that everything that happens we go, oh, what about that? What about that? Mm. Um, But I think in order, if we're going to walk well in the world around us, we need to have concrete faith. We need to have faith that is our own, faith that we have wrestled with. Because the moment, you know, like we were talking about this earlier, often the only time we talk about conversations of faith is when we're talking about evangelism. You know, so oh, Reese, go out there and, and tell people about your faith in Jesus. But how do you have conversations like that when sometimes you're wrestling with your own faith? Now there's going to be have to come to a point where we, we can do both, but it's so important that we're actually having conversations about what we believe and having that healthy wrestle in order that we can have conversations with people that maybe don't believe. Um, and, you know... W- as we've said many times, this is the the journey that we're going to be going on and it's one that we're really excited about. But for us to have conversations, it would be really helpful for us to know what is valuable. And, you know, so we've got a, a number of things lined up to talk about. But for those of you who are listening to this, we would absolutely love to hear what is going to be a helpful conversation to have. You know, there's a lot of things that are maybe directing our hearts and minds and we think that some of that is prompting of the spirit to talk about uh, certain things. But we would also love to talk about things that are going to be valuable for our community. And so we would love you to let us know what that is. Um, And you know what? We'll do our best to talk about it. (laughs) I mean, most likely we'll get some sort of expert in who knows a little bit more about that thing. Otherwise, it'll just be you and I rambling on. Yeah. And look, we'll ramble. Yeah. <laughs> we will ramble. We'll do our very best. But yeah, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot. We know that everyone's kind of experiencing this time differently. There's people who are experiencing joblessness. There's people who um, are feeling great. There's people whose businesses, small businesses that they own, are flourishing because they've been able to pivot. There's, um, there's some people who are experiencing major loss, some people who are sick, you know. And so, um, yeah, to hear from you guys who are listening what it is that you're wrestling with you know we'd love to examine that yeah
Thanks for listening today, everyone. If you want to get in touch with us for any reason at all, you can email us at podcast at riverviewchurch.com.au. And make sure you're following us on the socials. Uh, We're on pretty much everything. Uh, Follow Riverview online. If you're a fan of the podcast, which we hope you are, the best thing you can do is subscribe, leave us a review, preferably a five-star review, and uh, yeah, share it with your people. If you think someone would benefit from this podcast, send it on to them. And of course, join us for our live stream celebrations on Sunday. Uh, We gather digitally at 10 a.m. and 5 p.m. Our original music today is by Andrew Warong. Until next time, keep having conversations.